0: He's average boy, he's average boy, he's average
1: boy, look out, he's back, with shoes untied and his ears slicked back, taking life on one day at a time, average boy and Jess bringing the rhyme. Welcome to episode 77 of the official Average Boy Podcast. I'm Jesse, editor of Focus on the Family Clubhouse magazine.
2: And I'm Bob Smiley, a.k.a. Average Boy, a.k.a. the honest, hyperactive hero of hilarious hijinks and harsh, hard-earned, uh, wisdom? Uh, man, I had a nice H-word run going there. Uh, what's an H-word that means lesson learned? Hmm. Uh, in
1: Insight? you Yeah, I'm hardly helpful here, A.B., but it sounds like you learned something meaningful this week, so I'm ready to jump in if you are.
2: <laughs> Jumping in is exactly what got me in trouble in the first place, but yeah, let's jump in. Uh, so, uh, Dad took Billy and me to the best pizza place on earth. He took us to Henry Hippo's Pizza and Prizes.
1: Oh, very cool. You know, I love pizza. In fact, so does my dog. Well, if I make it with the right toppings, <laughs> yeah. Wait, your dog only likes certain toppings. Oh yeah, my dog likes her pizza with extra pepperoni. Oh.
2: <laughs> wow, really, really, Jesse? A Jesse joke at the top of the show? You know, don't we want to encourage listeners to, you know, keep listening? We
1: do. You, yeah, but you know, I just have so many pizza jokes here in the Jesse joke folder.
2: Really? Oh, okay, give me another one. Well,
1: how does a pizza introduce itself? Huh.
2: Oh. Topping of the morning to you, kind sir. (laughs) Uh,
1: No, but uh, I like yours. Um, But when a pizza introduces itself, it says, slice to meet you.
2: (laughs) Okay, wow. (laughs) That joke has mushroom for improvement. (laughs) Nice one.
1: Uh, But hang on. Did you say that Henry Hippo's is the best pizza place on earth you know i remember you once saying their pizza was so bad that it'd be more flavorful to eat the box it came in rather than eating the actual pizza
2: oh that's absolutely true their pizza it's it's like eating a piece of cardboard dipped in ketchup and olive oil but only if the cardboard has been run over by a car on a really soggy street But you don't go to Henry Hippo's for the pizza, Jesse. You go for the games and prizes. I mean, they have all sorts of fun games that you can play, and you can win tons of tickets. Then you can trade those tickets in for some awesome prizes. You know, I don't know how they stay in business with all the cool stuff that they just give away. Uh, But wait, you... You do pay to play the games, right? Yeah, right, but you earn tickets by playing all those games, which can then be traded in for free prizes. Mm, Can you give our listeners an example? Yeah, okay. Well, once I saved up 1,275 tickets by playing about 75 games. Oh, and what did you trade in for all those tickets? I got a pencil with a Henry Hippo eraser on top. (laughs) Again, I have no idea how they stay in business.
1: You know, if this was a math podcast, I'd take this story in a much different way direction since each game costs 25 cents and you had to play 75 games to get a pencil but as you mentioned many times on our last few episodes we're not here to talk about math so let's continue you play lots of games that cost money So you can win tickets to get, and I'm using very heavy air quotes here, cool free prizes. Yeah, exactly. Well, then tell our listeners what sort of games they have at Henry Hippos.
2: Okay, well, uh, they have actually kind of odd games, but they're super cool. Well, they're not really odd. A lot of their games are broken, so that kind of makes them odd. Uh, For example, they have that game where plastic gophers pop their heads out of the holes and you can bop them on the head with a hammer. Only, the machine is sort of broken, but it's broken in a good way. The gophers stay up the entire time, so you never miss. Well, you rarely miss. You know, sometimes Billy can be distracting. Anyway, if you hit 50 gophers within the time limit, you can win five tickets.
1: Okay. I'm not sure I see the sport in that.
2: What else do they have? Well, they also have skee-ball, you know, the game where you roll the wooden balls into different holes that score you different points. And they also have a basketball game where you can see how many free throws you can hit in 30 seconds. Oh, cool. So, how many did you score? That's not important right now. The important thing is, at Henry Hippo's, they have all kinds of games. And that's not even the best part about the place.
1: Well, what do you think is the best
2: part? Okay, they have this really great motto where if you find a Band-Aid in your pizza, you can get ten free game tokens. I mean, this place rules. That sounds... uh,
1: Generous,
2: but let's get to the part
1: where you learned something. I'm hoping the lesson was to not eat at Henry
2: Hippo's. (laughs) Nope, not at all. That wasn't it. In in fact, we were all having the best time. As soon as we got there, Dad ordered our pizza. Uh, I forgot to tell you this part, but Dad likes to order from the owner because they have a running joke they do together. Dad always wants to know how long the pizza is going to take to be made. So he always starts by saying, Will our pizza be long? And the owner says, no, it'll be round.
1: <laughs> oh, I like that one. Here, wait, uh, just give me a second so I can put that into the joke folder.
2: Anyway, we ordered. Uh, we then got the booth that we really liked, the one right under the loudspeaker that blares the music. And we started eating, and Billy and I instantly got ten free tokens just after two bites of pizza. I mean, this day was starting off amazing.
1: And I'm going to assume you and Billy found these 20 tokens under one of the games?
2: Uh, sure. Let's go with that. Yeah. Anyway, we headed off to the Skee-Ball game with our 20 free tokens.
1: Now, as you mentioned, the goal of Skee-Ball is to roll a wooden ball up a ramp and have it land in one of those tiny holes to score points and win tickets. And each hole has a different number of points you can earn, right?
2: Yeah, that's exactly right. The smallest holes on the sides at the top, Jesse, they're worth 100,000 points. Or two tickets. Uh, So are you and Billy good at Skee-Ball? Yeah, kind of... you see, Billy and I, we sort of play in a different way. Different in how? Well, the first time we went to this magical place, we started playing ball, but we weren't scoring many points. It turns out getting that coconut-sized ball in those tiny holes, it's pretty hard. But that's when I remembered a great talent that God had blessed me with.
1: Oh, God gives us so many talents. So which one are you talking about?
2: I'm a really good climber. I realized I could climb up the ramp and just place the balls directly into the 100,000 point holes. Oh Wait, wait. Uh, Isn't that cheating? Well, that's hard to say. You know, there isn't a sign saying not to climb up the ramp. But my dad had something to say about our strategy. As soon as he saw me walking up the ramp with the balls in my hand, he actually ran over. I've not seen him run in forever, and he told me to get down. Uh, Apparently, our definition of good strategy was my dad's definition of cheating. So he said we couldn't do that anymore. But you know, Jesse, that was a long time ago. You know, the very first time we went to Henry Hippos.
1: And you think just because your dad didn't remind you this time that maybe it was okay to cheat?
2: (laughs) No, not at all. I'm glad to hear that. Because he did remind us. Uh, Right before we left the table, he reminded us that we weren't allowed up on the ramp, but in our defense, it was really loud because, you know, we had the table just under the loudspeaker that was playing the music. Uh, Bob? Okay, okay. Uh, We actually heard him, but we sort of forgot. Um, You see, after rolling about 10 balls and getting zero points, we were starting to get really frustrated, and that's when Billy suggested that I just grab a bunch of balls quickly climb up the ramp and drop them into the holes. He, he said we'd only do it one time and we do it really quickly. So, you know, I, I don't know, Jesse, I, I thought about it for a second, but I knew deep down it was actually cheating. And I knew my dad had just told us not to do it. I knew it was wrong, but that's whenever I realized I had a big decision to make a big life moment. You know, I was faced with a right or wrong decision, obedience or sin, I knew this was a big moment for me to do the right thing.
1: So, you told Billy, no, you're not going to do it.
2: Uh, I'm telling you no right now. Does that count? Uh, You're rolling with another zero with
1: that answer, A.B.
2: (laughs) I know. I'm really embarrassed about how I handled it all. I had a big important opportunity to be a good example, but I... Well, I dropped the ball, so to speak. I actually dropped several of them. That's a good pun, but a terrible decision. I know. Hey, I did actually start this episode by saying I learned something valuable, you know. Anyway, I I totally did the wrong thing. Instead of telling Billy that it was cheating, I told him to make sure no adults were watching, and I started up the ramp.
1: No adults may have been watching, but... What do you know to be true about who's always watching and should always guide us in life? Wait, is this another Jesse joke? No, no, I'm being super serious here. The point I'm trying to make is that God is always watching us. Proverbs chapter 15 verse 3 says, The eyes of the Lord are everywhere, keeping watch on the wicked and the good. And Psalm chapter 32, verse 8 reminds us, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my loving eye on you. You know, God isn't watching you and waiting for you to mess up. He's watching you, wanting you to do the right thing, and he's willing to help you make the right decisions in life. Well, if you'll call on and trust him
2: to guide you. Here's the crazy part, Jesse. I actually know those verses. I also know that uh, Psalm chapter 121, verse 8, I think it's verse 8, says, The Lord will watch over your life no matter where you go, both now and forever. I know those scriptures. I just, I sort of have short-term sin memory, I guess. I think we're all born with that, which is
1: why it's important to memorize scripture. You know, God's word helps us to make the best choices.
2: I could have used it up there on that ramp. Oh, yeah. So let's get back to your story. You're climbing up the ramp. So I got to the back of the ramp and I started dropping the balls into the 100,000 points holes. But then one of the balls got stuck about four inches down in the tube. This is where it all started to go wrong.
1: Uh, if I may jump in, it started to go wrong when you chose to cheat in the first place
2: okay actually that's true Uh, so this is where things got even worser I reached my hand down in the tube to push down the ball, but it twisted and my fingers got stuck. It got stuck under the ball. This game actually went from skee-ball to me-ball instantly. My hand was totally stuck.
1: Okay. I I shouldn't laugh here, but the
2: image of you being stuck on a skee-ball ramp is kind of (laughs) funny. Yeah, I guess it is if you think about it. And I guess it is now. I, I was trapped by the game, but I also was trapped by my sin. You know, that wasn't even the worst problem, though. I can't wait to hear the rest
1: of this. So, did Billy start rolling the balls up at you?
2: No, even worser. You see, every so often, Henry Hippo comes out on the game room floor, I guess to scare all the small children. It, we know it's a guy in a hippo suit, but, Jesse, the suit is so old. Like, even older than their pizza. Ew! So... This six foot tall padded hippo waddles around on two feet. He kind of looks like a gray melted candle. And then he tries to high five terrified children. So, Henry has a terrible suit and terrible timing, at least for you. Exactly. I looked up to see what all the noise was about, and I saw this giant hippo and a few employees walking my way. Oh, wait. Where was Billy? Wasn't he supposed to be your lookout? Okay, I'm glad you asked that. Billy, who, by the way, came up with the idea in the first place, he was now over in the corner bopping broken gopher heads and pretending he didn't even know me. It was a terrible situation. Uh, Henry Hippo and I, we locked eyes and it felt like time froze. Uh, I did the only thing I could think of. I just waved at him with my free hand and said, Hey, what's up, Henry? I think you got another broken machine.
1: Well, you know, I, I can't think of a good H word that means lesson learned, but... I can say that this event was horrifying. You know, sin does that. Something what looks appealing or fun can lead us into destruction. That's why God wants us to make good decisions in life. It protects us from situations like having a six-foot padded hippo mad at us. (laughs) Right. And
2: if you think that hippo was mad, you should have seen my dad. Oh, yeah. Well, what did he look like? (laughs) A raging rhino. (laughs) Uh, But that's not the point. Once I was freed from the machine, he started giving me a quiz. My dad said, what's my number one rule? I I thought I knew that one. I I said, don't take the lid off the blender when it's on full speed.
1: (laughs) Well, that's a good rule, uh, but I'm guessing it's not the one he was looking for.
2: Yeah, it wasn't. Uh, So then he said, no, what's my other number one rule. And I said, oh, don't wake my brother up with a leaf blower. Ah! Uh, Again, another
1: good rule, but not applicable for this situation.
2: I know. I don't know why my dad has so many number one rules, but that day uh, his number one rule was always obey your parents. And Jesse, that's not even his rule. That's God's rule that he made up thousands of years ago in the Old Testament.
1: Well, it sounds like you learned why God made that rule in the first place.
2: I really did. We've said this before, but... God gives us parents to help and protect us in life. You know, they're they're not trying to stop us from having fun or doing things, but they're wanting to help us have the best life possible by instructing us along the way.
1: Well, overall, it sounds like that was a good reminder to always obey our
2: parents. Oh, hey, speaking of reminders, uh, you told me to remind you to look at some of the reviews and listener questions that we got. So you want to do that before you finish up? Oh, yeah. So do you have some that you want to share? Yeah, actually, I do. Uh, this first one is a review from Cole B. Uh, Cole gave us five stars. Thanks, Cole. <laughs> I knew you were smart. Anyway, Cole wrote, this is one of the only podcasts I listen to. I get headaches a lot. And then he put in parentheses two words. Okay. before <laughs> I know before I finished Cole's letter, Cole, nice callback joke from a previous episode that actually made me laugh and obviously made Jesse laugh too. So, okay. Anyway, back to Cole's letter. He said, I get headaches a lot, two words, So I will lie in bed as I listen to Average Boy. Well, Cole, first of all, thanks for the review. And I think I can actually help you with your headache. Ah! Wait, wait, what are you doing? I'm helping Cole with his headache. Jesse, you scare people when they have a headache. No, no, no,
1: no. That's for hiccups. You scare people when they have hiccups.
2: Really? Oh, You know what? No wonder my dad's headache never goes away. I
1: think we all know why your dad's headache never goes away.
2: Well, anyway, thanks for listening, Cole. Uh, I'm sorry you get headaches. uh, From seeing how much they bother my dad, I'll pray for you to get some relief.
1: You know, lying down can help. And I've heard a warm washcloth on the forehead or rubbing your temples can be good. And of course, doctors can help.
2: Oh, speaking of needing help, we also got several fans who sent in jokes. I guess so there'd be some good ones told on here for a change.
1: (laughs) Uh, I'm ignoring that, Uh, but I saw a few that I really liked. Rebecca said, who in the Bible knew the most people? And she added, I don't know, but Abraham knew a lot. (laughs) A lot. That was Abraham's nephew. Yeah, I also like the one from uh, Mickey L. uh, Who said, A pair of cows were talking in the field, and one cow said to the other, Hey, have you heard about the mad cow disease that's going around? And the other cow said, Yeah, it makes me glad I'm a penguin.
2: (laughs) Okay, both of those were really good. But the funniest one came from uh, Roman. Uh, Here, you want to read this, Jesse? Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, So Roman said,
1: can we have more jesse jokes (laughs) wait how is that funny
2: (laughs) you know saying something that ridiculous is hilarious thanks for the laugh roman i really appreciate it but we also got one that goes with today's episode abram l wrote in and said can you give me a good verse to help me with not sinning well abram remembering that god is watching us always that should help those scriptures we quoted earlier They're good reminders. That's right.
1: The Bible is clear about the power of God's word. When we memorize scripture, it helps us follow God better. Uh, Like it says in Psalm 119, verse 11, I have hidden your word in my heart so that I won't sin against you.
2: Wow, that is clear. Uh, But when we turn away from God's rules, our sin makes us the opposite of clear. You mean opaque? Oh, no thanks. I like fried food the best. Uh, No, opaque,
1: like uh, murky or, or muddied.
2: Oh, Oh, okay, that opaque. Okay, cool. Oh, that actually reminds me of a verse uh, in Proverbs chapter 25, verse 26. It says, like a muddied spring or a polluted fountain is a righteous man who gives way before the wicked.
1: Oh, that's a great verse. We don't want to become a muddied spring, so we need to stay as pure as we can by avoiding sin. (laughs) And (laughs) skee-ball. Well, I guess that's right. Well, anyway, this is the end of the official Average Boy podcast, a presentation of Focus on the Family. If you haven't heard our other episodes, you can always go back and listen to all of them at AverageBoy.org, and at that website, you can find links to subscribe to Focus on the Family Clubhouse, where you can read a new Adventures of Average Boy story every month.
2: And you can also click on the link to the Focus store to buy Average Boy's devotional books, devotions for super average kids, books one and two, or you can get my new book, Average Boy's above average year. All three books are filled with lots of wisdom to help you not sin
1: that was a great question from abram l and we'd like to hear more of your questions and jokes yes and jokes you can write us a message at averageboy.org by clicking on the ask average boy link or you can leave us a voice message by clicking on the green box and then hitting the microphone icon on the side of our episode page just make sure to get your parents permission before you do this because we may use your comment or question on a future episode well thanks for listening,
2: everyone. I'm Bob. And I'm Jesse, telling
1: you, don't be average. Be super average. You know, Roman wasn't kidding. You know, there are more Jesse jokes coming soon. Ah! ah it's nice to see you're trying to scare away that headache. He's a-
0: Adventures in Odyssey has taken generations of children on an exciting journey, all the while sharing biblical principles and activating their imaginations. Now, in 2024, we'll be airing our 1000th episode. To celebrate, we're inviting every member of the Odyssey family to join us for one grand party. This spectacular two-day event is packed with fun and excitement for Adventures in Odyssey fans of every age. Partygoers will enjoy an unmatched, immersive experience into the town of Odyssey, meet and greets with cast and crew, Q&A sessions, trivia contests, and more. The party is topped off with a live episode recording starring fan-favorite characters. It's all happening on August 2nd and 3rd in beautiful Colorado Springs, Colorado. Tickets for One Grand Party are going fast. Learn more at OneGrandParty.com.